Lecture topic. Retribution for the LGBT lifestyle. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa. Salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. اقتربتی ساعت وان شق القمر وان یرو آیت یعرضو ویقولو سحر مستمر وقال النبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم لم تظہر الفاحشت فی قوم حتی یعلنو بها الا فشا فیہم الطاعون والاوجاع التي لم تکن مضد فی اسلافهم الذین مضو او کما قال النبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم موسیٰ سوکتر علماء اکرام بردز ان الگرس آیات بیٹوی ریسائٹر اوپننگ آیات و سورة القمر ان دس آیت ان دس سورة و دا قرآن شریف دا انیشل اسپیکٹ دیٹ ایز brought forward is the manner in which the Quraysh and the people that Nabi Kareem Salaam invited how they responded what was their reaction so Allah Ta'ala starts off by saying اقتربتی ساعة that the Qiyamah has come very close and on Hadith Nabi Salaam said that بُعِثْتُ أَنَا وَسَاعَةُ كَهَاتِينَ I have been sent so close to Qiyamah like the distance between the two fingers, meaning that proportion of time that has already passed prior to my coming into the dunya and the time that is left, the proportion can be compared in that manner. That what time has passed, what is left is like that space between the two fingers, meaning very close to Qiyamah. So now this was Nabiya Kareem Wasallam's statement to the Ummah 1400 and more years ago how much more closer we have become. So Allah says this is very close now. In other words, not a time to take for granted, not a time to be casual, because we have to prepare for this. And a person's own qiyamah comes the moment his life ends in dunya, his moth comes, his qiyamah has started. And then Allah says about the people of Makkah Mukarramah, وَإِيَّرَوْ آيَةً يُعْرِضُوا وَيَقُولُوا سِحْرٌ مُسْتَمِرٌ if they see some clear sign, some mu'jiza, some miracle that Nabi Kareem displayed to them, like in this particular instance what is being referred to, اقتربت ساعتو وانشق القمر The moon has split the mu'jiza that Nabi Kareem displayed to them that he pointed towards the moon and Allah caused it to split in two complete halves, one on one end, one on the other end. And they saw this with their eyes. But after having seen it, Allah says, They see the sign with their own eyes. But then they say, this is some magic. And this is a magic that will just now, it's an illusion. Something that will just disappear. These things, people just do these things sometimes. It's made us, made us try to think we saw it split in two, but in reality nothing happened. All these kind of things they said and just dismissed it. So Allah Ta'ala highlights many things about them and then to make them come to their senses, 
Allah mentions many of the nations of the past. In the surah, in the ayat that follow, Allah mentions many of the nations of the past prior to them. How they reacted to the Anbiya and what was the outcome of their manner of reaction. Allah starts off by mentioning the people of Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam كَذَّبَتْ قَبْلَهُمْ قَوْمُ نُوحٍ فَكَذَّبُوا عَبْدَنَا وَقَالُوا مَجْنُونُ وَزْدُجِرُ That before these people of Makkah Mukarramah, the Quraysh, and how they are conducting themselves, before them also these kind of things have happened. Before them, the people of Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam, they rejected him, they called him all kinds of things, they said to him, Majnoon, you are now Billah, madman. And this has happened throughout time. When somebody has presented the truth, then there has been somebody calling the person presenting the truth as mad. And in this time and age as well, this is an ongoing thing. When somebody presents what is the reality, what is the truth, then you find somebody around to also call him insane, to call him all kinds of titles. Allah Ta'ala says these people did the same. But then what happened? What was the outcome? They thought that there was nobody to now do anything to them. They could do as they pleased. But it didn't last for long. Allah Ta'ala says that we send down the torrents from the heavens also and even the earth sprung forth with water in every space of it and this water from the skies and water from the earth finally led to their complete destruction they all were drowned those who accepted Nuh and the handful of people Allah saved them but the rest of them saw all their thinking about themselves as we are somebody we can do as we please we can live our lives our lives we'll do as we want who's going to tell us anything don't come and frighten us with all these fairy tales. But Allah Ta'ala is spelling it out in the Quran Sharif. This is what happened. And they were completely destroyed. Allah Ta'ala is mentioning all this, revealing these ayat. The first recipients were the people of Makkah Mukarramah. That look, you are conducting yourself in this manner, rejecting Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Don't think this is carrying on and will carry on forever. If you don't come to your senses, this is the outcome. So take heed. And the Qur'an Sharif is hidayat for the entire mankind till Qiyamah. Qur'an Sharif is not only confined to one period of time. So the Qur'an Sharif is giving every single human being the same message. Giving us the same message. That there's only success in the obedience of Allah Taala, And going against the commands of Allah Taala, adopting a lifestyle that is against what Allah Taala has commanded. But Nabi Kareem has thought, this invites the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. This invites destruction. Allah Ta'ala is most forgiving, most merciful. But if a person doesn't turn to Allah Ta'ala in tawbah and repentance, doesn't take heed and continues without any care, then eventually the respite runs out. Eventually the rope runs out. And when that happens, then Allah forbid, then it's too late. From time to time Allah Ta'ala shows some signs and even we have seen signs. Allah Ta'ala save us from all the azab and all the difficulties and calamities 
But how many signs we have not seen also? So in any case, Allah Ta'ala mentions the people of Nuh no, and how they rejected him and then what happened to them. And then Kazdabad Adun in Mursaleen, Ad, they also rejected the Ambiya of Allah Ta'ala. And they thought that we are so mighty and powerful and so strong and who can harm us and what can be done to us. But then Allah Ta'ala describes how they were destroyed as, as well. فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ رِيحًا سَرْسَرًا Allah Ta'ala says we sent a furious wind upon them. And as a result of this, this wind was so severe, it would pluck them like how some trees just plucked out and finally all were just lying dead. Is this just a fairy tale? Allah Ta'ala is giving us reality. Yes, this is history. The Quran Sharif has a lot of history in it. That history which is a means of hidayat. Not just that history which is a means of just entertaining oneself or for the sake of just some knowing some facts. Yes, this is history. But that history which is meant for us to take note and take heed. They don't follow in the line of these kind of people who were completely heedless, didn't bother and thought that they had freedom to do as they pleased. But what was the outcome? And then Allah Ta'ala says, Kazabat Samudul Mursaleen, Samud, they also rejected the Nabi of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. The Salih invited them to Allah Ta'ala, warned them against the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. They took it for granted. And then they also were destroyed that a very severe shriek was heard which caused them to be totally destroyed. One scream and shriek, such a high pitched shriek it was that their hearts couldn't take it. It burst. And then Allah Ta'ala mentions the people of Lut Ali Salatu Mursaleen. That they also rejected the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Sayyidina Lut ala Nabina wa salatu salam invited them towards righteousness, invited them towards obedience of Allah Ta'ala. But they also took no notice of this, rather continued in that kind of sin and evil which nobody preceded them in it. Ata'atun al-fahishata ma sabakakum biha min ahadim min al-alameen. Quran Sharif declares that nobody before them ever preceded them in such a Terrible vice, in such a disgusting sense. And this was such a sin that they were getting involved with the same gender and then making a big display of this as well as we see this fitna in this time and age. This fitna, this is the sin of the people of Lut alayhi salatu salam, the muhaddithin, the fuqaha said, that after kufr and shirk, obviously kufr and shirk is the worst. That takes a person out of iman completely. But after kufr and shirk, this is the worst crime. The most detestable sin. The greatest evil on earth. And this is a sin of immorality. Immorality at any level is a very serious matter. And especially when any immoral aspect is committed openly. No matter what that immorality might be. It might be immorality in some 
actions, it might be immorality in dressing, the lack of haya in dressing. It might be immorality in how people engage with one another, interaction, free intermingling and nobody is bothered about anything to do with any kind of segregation, non-mahrams are just freely intermingling and mean nothing and then what not carries on as a result of it, what kind of diseases, immoral diseases come into the society, zina that becomes order of the day. Immorality at any level is an extremely serious sin. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem says, لَمْ تَزْهَرِ الْفَاحِشَةُ فِي قَوْمٍ When immorality becomes rife in a, in a community, and how rife حَتَّى يُعْلِنُوا بِهَا to the point that they then start committing the immorality openly. And let alone just openly, then you get the, the insanity of it. We haven't heard of people that because they are now some uh, involved in some sin, maybe they are committing theft, or they are murderers, or people who are involved in some other kind of vice and sin, they are also asking for recognition, but that we must be recognized. We want legal recognition. After all, we do something too. But here we find this vice and the so-called gay community fighting for recognition that the whole world must recognize what kind of evil we're involved in. That how depraved we are. How immoral and how low we have sunk. The whole world must recognize it. So in any case, this immorality and vice, the Vistasun says, whenever it becomes rife in a people, to the extent that they start committing it openly, the outcome of this is illa fasha fihi mutta'oon. Plagues will become widespread, widespread among them. Now the scientists will tell us A, B, C, D and X, Y and Z, but all that means nothing to us. What means something to us is what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi has said to us. What Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif and what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said. What the scientists have said after all, after that what? And before that what? All they can say is, well, this is what happened. One lightning struck or the earth shook and there was an earthquake and so many hundred thousand people died. And why the earthquake took place? Because some tectonic plates and whatever happened. But what shifted the tectonic plates? In whose control is the earth? And whose control is the heavens? That they can't tell us anything. So Nabi Sallallahu told us before and after as well. That when immorality becomes rife, and when it starts happening openly, then plagues will become widespread, and such diseases will become common. Such diseases will become common, which their forefathers had never heard of. The result of immorality, and the people who have an agenda against Islam and the Muslims have understood this. They have studied it, that you want to destroy the Muslim community, get immorality spread into them. Because when the immorality becomes part of a person's life, part of a community, then the only thing that becomes their object in life, their purpose in life, is chasing after their desires and nothing else. They cannot see beyond that. Like the people of Lut alayhi salatu Allah says that Lut alayhi carried on warning them, but for whom fi sakratihim ya'mahun Allah Ta'ala says fi sakratihim ya'mahun in their intoxication 
they were blindly wandering. Were they taking drugs? Were they drinking? There's no mention of this anywhere that they were taking some drugs. But Allah Ta'ala says they were blindly wandering in their intoxication. Their intoxication of lust. When a person gets caught up in sins of lust, this becomes an intoxication. He just cannot see what is going to be the outcome. He becomes blinded. He becomes blinded to the worst harm that he's committing to himself and people around him. Person gets involved in an affair and he can already, it's, it's clear as daylight to him that everything is going to crumble, everything is going to fall apart. His family is going to be falling apart. His marriage is going to crumble, everything is going to fall apart. He can see it happening, the signs are already there. The writing is on the wall, but the intoxication blinds him. People are pleading with him, can you see what's going on? You already got in so much of trouble. And now you're still carrying on like this. But if the person doesn't come out of that intoxication, like a drunk person, a person who's intoxicated, he is not prepared to understand anything, he can't understand anything. Until you take him out of that and make him sober somewhere. Until he's not taken out of that evil environment, that evil situation that he's in, take him out into a clean place, in a clean environment, for a period of time and make him get sober. Sober out of this intoxication that has engulfed his heart and mind. Until then, intoxicated person, what do you want to explain to him? So Luther also continued trying to explain to them, but they were in this intoxication. And as a result, they went on, but Allah Ta'ala gives respite to a point. Now as we discussed earlier, there were so many different nations of the past, Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran Sharif, whatever wrong they did, what punishment came to them, somebody was destroyed with drowning, somebody was destroyed with a shriek, somebody with a severe wind. But this was such a severe crime, that Allah Ta'ala mentioned several azab that came upon them. Eventually all were destroyed, but Allah Ta'ala in the Quran Sharif mentions the azab of each nation, that how they were destroyed, and the multiple azab that came upon the people of Lut Because their sin was far beyond others. One azab Allah mentions that we blinded them. Then فَجَعَلْنَا عَالِيَهَا سَافِلَهَا Their entire Jibreel Salaam Finally when the time came for their azab Ruth was told You leave from this place Those who are your true and For true followers you take them and leave now And in the dark of night he left And then Jibreel Salaam came and took all these places At the tip of his wing Raised it right up to the first heavens Mentioned in the Hadith Sharif It came so close to the first heavens that the malaika on the first heavens could hear the barking of the dogs of their communities. And then from there he turned it upside down and flung it to the ground so hard that that point became the deepest point on earth, the lowest point on earth. And this azab, the effect of azab was meant to remain till Qiyamah, that that place is called the Dead Sea. Nothing lives there. The oceans of the world have all kinds of fish and other things that insan benefit from. But the Dead Sea, it's called the Dead Sea and will remain the Dead Sea till Qiyamah. As an ibrah to mankind, that this is the outcome of a people 
that they were not only just then flung from there stones were rained upon them and each stone was had, had the name of the person who is going to fall on his well azab upon azab upon azab while they were still on the surface of this earth and Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran Sharif in 28 places Allah Ta'ala has mentioned the incident of Luth in 8 surahs of the Quran Sharif in somewhat detail some details about what happened what happened what was the outcome to, his, to the people and in many other places some passing mentions so many places in the Quran Sharif this is being highlighted now this fitna that is taking place one is the immoral behavior that is being pushed into people by an agenda is not happening just because somebody just decided to do something is being pushed in schools part becoming part of the curriculum we cannot remain just casual about these things see what is happening in our children's curriculum and then this is happening on the level of aqidah that what is being pushed is that the least is that a person must say well it is somebody's choice in life you can't condemn anybody for this kind of behavior so then can't condemn anybody so Luth when he said and Allah Ta'ala related in the Quran Sharif preserved his statement in the Quran Sharif inni li'amalikum min al-qaleen that I disgust your action so na'uzu billah on the one side the Quran Sharif is saying disgust but we saying no oh, this will be changed that what the Quran Sharif said that na'uzu billah no more applies this is now the 20th century now you must say it's somebody's choice up to him so this is a matter of aqidah and belief and when a person crosses the line of aqidah then he has discarded his iman he has abandoned iman somewhere else and he's walking around looking like a muslim but his heart is devoid of iman Allah forbid if moth comes in that manner there's perpetual doom in akhirat there is no salvation if a person leaves dunya without iman so this immorality this is such a severe crime that this draws down azab and Allah forbid it draws down azab faster than other sins it draws down azab it can draw it down in a home on an individual in a community we have to become very alert on this at every level we have to make an effort to undo this in our minds, in our hearts in things that lend itself to this kind of immorality and vice we have to become very very conscious about our children what they're learning, what they're reading, where they're going and all the things that influence them, what kind of company they're keeping and then everybody has this thing in their hands, what kind of immorality is going on what kind of filth is being watched all this creates an environment of vice, an environment of immorality an environment of shamelessness and the first thing that happens with the shamelessness is that the heart dies the spiritual heart dies there is no enthusiasm for any goodness no enthusiasm at the most a person will go through the routine if he is performing salah for 50 years now he will carry on performing his salah but a dead salah if Ramadan comes in fast like everybody else too but totally without any spirit in it and there won't be any inclination towards any righteousness 
tilawat of the Quran Sharif, some tasbihat, some zikr, turning to Allah Ta'ala, shedding some tears of remorse and regret, striving for deen, all these things will be, some routine things may carry on, the rest of it, how I can duck and dive and carry on fulfilling my desires only, that's all. That becomes a person's life. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So now we need to make Toba ourselves, bring everybody onto Toba, and change the environment, correct the mindset, correct the heart, come back to Allah Ta'ala, take to heart the lessons that Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif, this is for our Hidayat, and for the Hidayat of the entire mankind, Allah Ta'ala protect us from every kind of immorality and vice, Allah Ta'ala protect us from all sin, and keep us steadfast on Iman and Islam, وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله